It's time for Talking Tauntauns! Your Star Wars source at AIPTcomics.com Hello and welcome back to another episode of Talking Tauntauns. I am Jim Lahane. And with me, my fellow Tauntaun, Nicole Herview. What up? See that I I I did I did it I did I did the thing. You did a thing, and you didn't I, mess I, it up. You didn't. I didn't. I didn't do anything mess it up. stupid. No. You didn't interject some dad joke that I have to fake laugh at. No, we're good. We're okay. What do you mean fake laugh at. What? What? Huh? <laughs> and with us, like a tauntaun. No. Ta- no. Ta- no. <laughs> Like a wampa no. coming to <laughs> play with his tauntaun friends. What? The co-host from my other podcast, Star Wars Beyond the Films, it's Mark Herlerman. Hey, hey, how we doing, guys? I bring What is puns. this, a crossover episode? <laughs> well, well, what? you're allowed to bring over your crossover, so I, I brought my crossover. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I did do that, but yeah, I did do that. Okay, fair enough. Go on. So, for those who don't know, uh, our Mark and my other podcast, Star Wars Beyond the Films, we do we read a lot of the books and comics and a lot of the legend stuff, and we kind of talk them over, review them, and and talk about what we like. And so, since we were um, planning on doing a book here. I figured who better to talk about it than Mark, who finished the book. I don't know. How many minutes ago, Mark, did you finish the book? Uh, ooh, 25. <laughs> <laughs> I, after I said I had a chapter, I was like, oh, I got time. I got time. <laughs> then I was like, oh, I'm almost out of time. So we are, <laughs> we are discussing Star Wars Brotherhood today. But before we get to that, Nicole, how are you doing? We, we, oh. we, we skipped a week. We did, and you know what? That was very nice for me. <laughs> um, uh, I'm all over the place right now. I am preparing to leave the country. Um, not permanently. I wish. <laughs> it's actually voluntarily. But, but, yeah, I'm, I'll be back, I hope. Um, yeah, if I'm not, then something horrendous has happened. So let's just hope that doesn't. But anyway, the point is, I haven't like traveled, traveled. I haven't traveled outside of the country in eight years, so this is like, it's big. It's big. And um, I am all over the place because I'm quarantining for a couple weeks before I leave because I'm not insane. And um, so I'm like, oh yeah, I've got like three weeks before I leave. And then I'm like, oh no, I have like two days to like get everything I need before I leave. So I've been running around like a maniac and like working and like packing, kinda. And I'm, Jim... I'm not well. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not well. <laughs> and you're taking a big trip. It's not like you're going to Canada. Uh, no, like, I, no. It's our, it's an eight hour flight. Yeah. It's a trip. It's a trip. Yeah. Our, our, our going, northerly going. neighbor is a different country, but it's also really easy to get to because it's they're... like three hours from my house. Like yeah. that's nothing. It's probably further than that. I've never checked, but I could drive there. I could are drive you to Toronto. A physical book, like, or are you yeah. uh, going digital? There you go. I'm, I listen. I went hard cut. I went nuts. I went Barnes and Noble, like no Target special edition. Target nice. special edition. I have a poster. Ooh. Oh, you did go next level. There's a poster. <laughs> I won't be putting that poster up. 
but I have it. But yeah, so that's how I am. I, I finished this this morning because oh. I I had a schedule. You I did. wanted to finish it today, and I did because I like it to be very very fresh. But I've been one upped um, <laughs> by Mister Twenty Five Minutes. So I finished well, my last I week. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I was like, if I read 40 pages a day for 10 days, I'll finish it in time. And I did. So That's how I do most of my books. It's like, I, <laughs> I want to finish this book. I'll give it 20 pages a day. I should finish yeah. it in 20 days. That's not too yeah. bad. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I crack it open. I get about a paragraph in and I keep slumping off. So then I did the audio book while I was reading it. And that worked for a little while. And then I was like, this guy's voice is really soothing. And then I wake up two hours later. I'm like, five <laughs> chapters smart. I'm like, ah, God, try to find where you're at. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. That's, I, I've tried listening to the audio book while I read a book once. I did it once. And they go so much slower than it's I so read slow. that yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. absolutely That's how painful. I learned how to read. Like, that's how I learned how to read big girl books when I was like eight. But I, I just one or the other. It's for that's me a, now it's exactly. I like audiobooks because I can sure. do other things, but yeah. I can't do them at the same time. It no, it not drives for me, me bonkers. I, I had to go I up know. to one and a half, but then he lost like all the accents. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't work. Jim, how are you doing in your life? Busy. Yeah. The job that actually pays me money has been running me ragged, <laughs> and so. I'm doing that, doing the stay-at-home dad stuff, and trying yeah. to remodel the house. Um, and I'm getting severely behind on that job. So oh. I've been sanding drywall for the past three days. Um, we're, we're getting close to moving my daughter into her bedroom. <sighs> Hopefully. We ordered carpet today. So uh, nice. we're, we're, almost, we're, we're, we're almost there. We got paint and carpet, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to start putting thing it together so it actually looks like a bedroom. But other than Obviously. that, yeah, it's just just busy. Tired. Yeah, I feel that. So we needed last week really. Like bad. I definitely did. It sounds like you did as well. Yes. Yeah. I don't even remember what I did last week. <laughs> was it the 4th? <laughs> yes, it was. Oh yeah. I cowered in the bathroom with my dogs while they were uh Yeah. Um, dealing with fireworks. Yeah, my cat was not thrilled either, so I feel you. You guys live in states where it's illegal to have the real big ones? or? Oh, no, it's legal, and I hate it. I, it, I keep being like, my apartment's burning down today. Like, And it's it's every weekend here. It's, it's oh. not just the fourth. But over the fourth, it was like five days in a row, and I was like, I'm actually going to leave. Like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. So, yeah, it was, I don't know if New York... It's still yeah. illegal in New York. I don't you know. actually know. It's I don't here. know if it matters. Um, well, yeah, it's illegal live... here, but they were just. <laughs> yeah, we, oh, live, no. we live in the boonies. No. So, uh. um, yeah, it's people don't have a tendency to care. Like I own 60 mm. acres and I look over in a valley and I'm far enough away from everybody that I don't think anybody would care if I lit off fireworks except for my dogs. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they, they sell them in Target here. Like, I walked into Target this week, and it was just, like, a big... Dis I was like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Oh, man. I, I really... Because, listen, as someone with chronic anxiety, and one of my biggest triggers is a fire. Like, mm. I watched a few years ago. I had already worried about burning a house down. And I watched the apartment building next to mine 
burned to the ground for like an hour and it was the worst so every fourth of july it's just like that could happen right now it could happen right right now and you got no you got no shot that's a we um when i lived in utah our neighbor behind us uh their house burnt to the ground while we were there like in the middle of the night it's my wife wakes me up she's like uh um uh uh, the neighbor's house is on fire like what and oh man like utah everything's dry as hell like yeah the fact that the fact that their house didn't light the entire neighborhood on fire is a miracle to begin with yeah sheesh so yeah floods and fires that's the two things that terrify my collection yeah that's that's yeah, it's I go through the whole how do I get the cat out of here? Like that's all that I'm thinking about for like 3 hours every 4th. So I don't <laughs> like the 4th of July. I don't like it one bit. Um but yeah, anyway. All right. So brotherhood I get. Oh Let's, no, news. Oh, we got news. news. We got news. Yeah, news. Okay. Your will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Hello, what have we here? All right. So I got Two news items. I don't know if you guys have anything. Um, no. No. <laughs> you know me. I don't pay attention. <laughs> I that, did see what we're talking about, but I didn't, like, process it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the first news item. So the last the last episode, I said, oh, remember all those uh, shows that we that Celebration released? And we talked forever about shows. Well, we missed one. Well, we missed yeah. another one. Yeah, um, we didn't one. talk about this one. But this one's just a, uh, a special it's the, the Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation Special. Uh, they released a trailer for it, and it's, it seems to be going in line with the other two Lego specials. The, I don't remember what they're called, but like the Halloween and the, the holiday special. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they're Both taking place. Both of which place, I loved. Yeah. They're taking place after Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. and looks like they're flashing back or time traveling or some whatever they're doing. Uh, and so that's coming out August 5th. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so we'll definitely have to talk about that. But they released the trailer. It looks hilarious. I'm excited. It looks so good. I, I Listen, I said it before. I'll say it again. Darth Vader on a beach. Um, I'm happy. I'm a happy, happy girl. It, it just, I laughed. I laughed so hard for so long. It's, Lego doesn't miss, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's just gold. Yeah. I, I love Lego because it's its own thing. You know, it doesn't take yeah. itself seriously. And in a world of it's all canon, there's Lego going. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like, we're going to have fun. Like, we're going to. I This is my go-to Lego thing now. But we're, we have a, the Lego game, the Lego Star Wars saga, mm-hmm. Skywalker saga. What is happening in my brain? The Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I, I played yes. through Phantom Menace because, of course, I did. Right. Oh, That's okay. the first yeah. thing I did. And <laughs> just like this is the kind of like little franchise that's gonna take the Senate and have all the little Jawas and have Maul hiding out as a Jawa, and you made Sam Witwer say Utini, and like <laughs> that's that's the highlight of the game. And I just played that part, and I that's what they get away with. And it's the best. Like, right. it's just the, the Lego Star Wars game is easily some of the best games, just because they're yeah they're so easy, but they're also fun and not like stupid easy. It's like you're actually yeah. like playing a game. 
Yeah, it's, I got it's like, like that across the board too. Like the Indiana Jones ones, the Harry Potter, the Pirates of the Caribbean—they're all a lot of fun. My son actually is playing the game right now. I haven't had a chance because he is grinding trying to unlock everything, and I'm like, "Dude, can you go to bed so I can play?" <laughs> he outweights yeah. me though. I'm like, get, I'm sitting there on the couch. Next thing I know, I'm like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm going to bed. I need my bed. I need a pillow. This is uh, uh-uh, you win." <laughs> it's time for your bed. As long yeah, as you yeah. live under my roof, you, you gotta. I threw that around this 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 weekend. <laughs> I don't remember why, but it. it it's, nice. She's like, I'm gonna go live on in the bar in the the garage. Then I'm like, it's, it's still it's, your the, roof. You're still in the property. <laughs> <laughs> this land is my land. It is not your land. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now the other news item. <laughs> The one that has been blowing up the internet. And I think part of the problem was, is I know a couple of friends of ours misunderstood the news. And I think it's part of a branding issue with the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Mm. Because they keep calling that a cruise experience. But it's not a cruise. Ex- it's not a cruise. You don't actually yeah. go anywhere. But it's like, it's like as if you were on a cruise. Right. But there's also... The Disney Wish, which is a cruise, a cruise. on water, real water, yeah. not space water. Yeah. And so they have a hyperspace lounge on the Disney Wish, and they had um, done a press tour, a press trip, um, which uh, is starting to grind my gears that all the press get to do the Disney Wish and the Galactic Star Cruiser, and they probably didn't pay anything for any of this. Um, no, because it's their dang job. But yeah, yeah, that that that's that that's besides the fact. Um, I guess it's because they did both of these within a very short period of time. That is, that's what's irritating is that it was like so. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, Jim. It's but fine. Yeah, it's because these two big things happened so close to each other. Within five months, there would have been five years, months. Yeah, there would have been a couple years in between these two. So it really feels like the same press is getting spoiled like twice in a row. But really, it's just like it's because of COVID. Everything is like happening now. But yeah, it's it's a working cruise. Uh, having done this kind of thing, like at conventions and stuff, it's very different. You yeah. know, to work a thing and cover a thing versus actually enjoying the thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it's still. But you're like, also oh, you, you're you working got to do on that. a cruise. <laughs> yeah, like, it's you're like, on a cruise. Dang you're it. being you're you're essentially being paid not you're not even paying to be on the cruise you're being paid to be on the cruise like yeah, yeah so it's a, probably i understand you're working it's just too much too soon <laughs> yeah 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 it, it, it gets frustrating when it's like oh that must be nice right. all right i'm still on them celebration blues man don't rub the salt in <laughs> so on the disney wish not the galactic star cruiser the um, the actual cruise. The actual on the actual cruise in this hyperspace lounge made headlines that they apparently have a drink that is a little bit expensive. It's a car. It's a, it's a it's a lot. It is it's like a few months of rent. It's yeah. it's called the Kyber Crystal, and it costs fifty no five hundred no not. Five thousand. There's there the decimal. Five thousand dollars. Five grand. And and you notice too that it's the Kyber of old, from uh, the spelling. Yes, the uh, splinter of a mind's eye, I believe. Mm. The Kyber crystal. Yeah. So, 
the thing about this is, yes, it's outrageously expensive, but it's actually more than just one drink. And I think that's what is getting lost in a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, it comes in a, in a Camp Tono, which is a, the ice cream maker from Return uh, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> and the best part about that is you don't get to keep that. Um, <laughs> that's ridiculous. A, that's a sting right there, man. That's rude. That's what we were talking before the show, and, and that that was what uh, um, burned Mark. Uh, it's like it would have been fine if you got to keep it. <laughs> oh, you see, I didn't realize the the big thing you're paying for right here. I mean, we spoke a little bit about you get glasses. There's four glasses. Mm-hmm. You keep four silver plated glasses, which is cool. You'll get a backpack, water bottle, other gifts. Don't know what that means. A room decoration that is themed to Hyperspace Lounge, and uh, a bottle of sparkling wine from Skywalker Ranch, and a voucher for one person to visit Skywalker Ranch. That so that's is, what you're paying for. Well, that's one of those <laughs> things you really can't get. Like, yeah. you can't get a tour to Skywalker Ranch unless you know somebody, or unless you like have the big bucks. And I guess this is where the big bucks. This come is in. the big bucks. Yeah. They're like the and, people yeah. that go to wineries. They're on these boats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, it makes a little bit more sense to me now, but it's still ridiculous. Yeah, it comes with, it's... like you said, four cups. It comes with four drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, the that the main drink that you get, and the cocktail is made with. Um, I'm gonna butcher the names, but Camus Cognac 4.16, which apparently is super expensive in and of itself. Uh, Grand Marnier Quintessence, again, mm-hmm. an expensive liqueur. Um, mm-hmm. Yuzo and Kumquat. I, That's I just fruit. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> like, Kumquat is um, probably not that expensive, but I don't... I think I, I have one in my fridge. Yeah, I don't typically buy them. But it also comes with three shots. A. Pappy Van Winkle's Family Reserve 23-Year Bourbon. <sighs> Taylor's Kingsman Edition Very Old Tawny Port. Wait, but and, only three shots? Only three shots. Listen, you have I thought we four were drinks, <laughs> four drinks, three shots, a bottle of wine, and one person gets to go to Skywalker Ranch. So, like, if you and your family buy this, only one of you gets to go. So it's the Hunger Games. Get ready. Yeah, it really. That's the funny thing. It's like it's just one person. So your last shot is the Watenshi Gin, um, and the utter disdain of your family because you were yeah. not giving up the. Uh, um, Skywalker Ranch trip to any of them. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd fight my mother who got me into Star Wars. I'd be like, you're going down, ma. <laughs> I know your weak spot. I'm going for the knees. <laughs> so, yes, it's expensive. Yes, it comes with a lot of stuff. No, I will not be buying it. No, I no. will have no intention of buying it. No, I do not know anybody who would have any intention of buying it. And it's on a cruise, so, yes, like they cruises have outrageously priced drinks all the time. The only reason this right. is making press is because they put Star Wars on it. Yeah, right. A ridiculous price tag that at first blush looks bananas, and then like they kind of justify it. It's like it's to still, be able to buy something. That it's you just can't one buy. banana as opposed yeah. to a whole batch of bananas. Right. It's just like oh, it's still for people who have fu money, mm-hmm. but like. I kind of understand. Like, if I had that kind of money to throw around, sure. I'd be like, yeah, I can't buy a ticket to Skywalker Ranch. Let's go. You mm. know? 
but no one I know or will ever know has that kind of money. So forget it. Right. Well, Jim, and you pointed out, you know, to clarify for fandom, because a lot of people immediately thought, you know, the it's on the Halcyon, you're getting this drink there, and oh my God, it's already overpriced. And they're not doing anything like this at no. that or the park. Right? Not that they've not, advertised not really. or no. to me is smart. Yeah, well, they haven't advertised yeah. this. Um, this is really just that the press people kind of find out about it. It's and, a story. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. something to write about that's easy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That people will share and, and click on. It's like clickbait without being clickbait. It's clickable, right? Yeah, but um, even you can tell I worked in freaking media, can't you? Um, <laughs> but it's it's an easy like simple write up in 200 300 words you get a million clicks in 3 seconds like this is money this yeah. is money for them and that's the only reason because it's outrageous and that's, most that's of the people it. weren't even writing about what you got on it i got this on the disney food blog um DFB. which i know you enjoy uh, I do. but it was um i think pulled out from a tweet uh scott gustin uh tweeted about what you get in it but i think most of the people were all they were saying was 5,000 drink on the Disney wish. Yeah. Cause and that was it. It's like, easy and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yes, you and can I make think it because sound it ridiculous. comes in that safe. I think the people that are like more into the cosplay side of, of the star Wars elements, they're like, I wouldn't want to pay that. I'm already paying way too much to go on the cruise. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's definitely as a separate entity going on a cruise ship, which I don't see myself doing. I mean, maybe the star Wars cruise, but even then, like, my wife's got a big phobia of water, so I'm not going solo. <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah. The um, I don't do. I watched Titanic too many times. That happened <laughs> for I, me. So. I want to do a Disney cruise, and the Disney Wish sounds super awesome. But apparently, the Disney cool. Wish is their like premier class of cruise yes. ship. It's not the yeah. um, the cheap, um, I, what I can afford class of cruise ship. So I don't know. Uh, it's just like the equivalent of staying in the princess room in the Disneyland park, you know, pretty much it's, 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 you know, it's staying at the grand Floridian versus staying at like Caribbean beach or all-star, the all-star Johnson. resorts, you know, <laughs> there's like definitely tears, right? Mm-hmm. So same, same vibe. This is their deluxe resort of cruise ships. I think the backlash is just mostly because most fans just take things way too seriously. That's I mean, well, they to realize it was on a cruise ship. But even like, then, getting this. Even then, even <laughs> if it was on the Halcyon, you're not going to buy it. You're not going yeah, to get this drink wherever it. they had it. They do not require you to buy this drink. It does yeah. not matter. You probably won't even see the menu that this drink is on. Yeah, well, I tell like, you right now, I can it. save almost five thousand dollars. I'm just gonna go and get that little ice cream maker. That's all I need for forty five bucks. You said? Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> saying. Um, I was kind of surprised they don't give you the Camtono, which seems more of an insult than anything else, because you can get one of those now, um, in the Disney parks for forty five bucks. Uh, I looked mm. on the the Disney parks website, and it is sold out. So I don't know if they are like it periodic. Really, it should be a popcorn bucket, right? Oh. It, it should absolutely, listen, free idea, Disney. That's your next popcorn bucket. Mm-hmm. Love figment, but no, give me a Camtono popcorn bucket. Not a popcorn yeah. bucket. It should be. An ice cream bucket. They don't do those. <laughs> I wish they I did. Know, they have but... zippers. They have <laughs> zippers and they have popcorn buckets. Pick one, Jim. I but, want the popcorn but it's but it, But it looks like an ice cream maker. Of course it of course so, it does, but they so don't you do bring the whole the you bring refills. it whole circle. You bring it like, whole circle. 
put little dipping dots inside. <laughs> oh no, oh no, God. nobody should be eating dipping dots. Like, that's just <laughs> once a crime. in a while, I'm okay with hey, a dipping dot. <laughs> But unless you're I mean, the, once a decade. Uh, unless you're yeah. at the Air and Space Museum, that is the only place that those are appropriate. <laughs> right? oh, it's like Christmas. it's like the ice cream equivalent of eating fondant. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. So that's I good forgot. Once, I forgot to mention. Time five years later. I, I was in Target the other day. Oh, you and, found the boy. And I found one of their so, um, stitch. Uh, Yep, he yep. looks very different than mine. He what? does. What's it, going on? Different what? colors. His horse. What Wait, happened? How, mu- how I, much are these? <laughs> I have no I idea. One. I literally do not. All I know is I found one. Yep. <laughs> Those are awesome. Right? I think he was 10 bucks. But that's uh, when yeah, they my, first dropped, I got him. My horns are orange. Yours look like a tan. Yeah, they're very, very, they're beige. Very light beige. Yeah, mine are like a um, deep orange. Yeah. And yeah. your guy looks a little more blue than mine. Nicole's looks uh, like I the think legit just, one, and just Jim's looks like the one you lighting. get in like another country where they're like, "Hey, I got this uh, yeah. toy for you. It's GI Jane." Uh, yeah, what? it's 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 <laughs> Yoshi versus Yasho. Okay, my guy's like yeah. my guy's like almost pure white. Oh, okay. This is gray. This oh, okay. is very so we, gray. Oh, okay. So the funny like, thing is, I was sitting here working on my my work computer is literally like. I'm staring at you guys. My work computer is immediately to my left. And so mm. I'm sitting there working on my work computer, and I have my one uh, puppy, my 70-pound puppy. And um, <laughs> I'm sitting here working, and all of a sudden I hear, like, talking. And I'm like, nobody like, shouldn't be hearing, like, talking. And I'm, I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, that's not talking. That's... <laughs> and I turn around, and my dog has my Tauntaun in the mouth, and she just keeps chomping on it to make it do the noise. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Thankfully, my cat's got no interest in this. <laughs> but uh, I love him, and he just sits on my desk all the time. But, yeah, that's it's funny that he looks different. I don't know what that's about. It's I got mine at Target as well. It's, yeah, this was, like, when it dropped. So I guess they updated I That's guess so, because th- I, I literally got mine, like, a couple days ago. <laughs> this is fun for me. I mean, I guess it makes sense that they'd be different colors if they're on different planets. I mean, one I guess. on Hoth, be darker. You get one on Felucia. Sure. Not so, not yeah. so uh, great. Why not? <laughs> Ilum. Ilum. Mm. All right. We ready to talk some Brotherhood? I guess, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Built a thousand generations ago. To keep these, the original Jedi texts. All right. So our discussion today is on, I also have a hard co- copy cover of which I opened it maybe once because I listened to the audiobook, but I can't not buy the hardcover because I am um, the people yeah. that Lucasfilm thrives on. Um, <laughs> they love right. you. Yeah, they really do. Uh the book is by Mike Chen, who is the first-time novelist for Star Wars. He did write a short story in the Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view book, uh, but this is his first novel in it, and it takes place roughly a month, uh, probably a little from a little less than a month to about two months um, after Attack of the Clones. So we are mm-hmm. dealing with immediate uh, after uh, immediate. Um, events after Attack of the Clones, but before the Clone Wars movie. Right. And it felt it. 
Like it, it like I kept hearing the voice of Anakin in the Clone Wars movie and Attack of the Clones in this book. Hmm. Mm. I just heard Hayden, but I gone. <laughs> but I just I just heard him saying it's outrageous, it's unfair, like over and over and over again. And and we got a sand reference like three times. I was like Mike Chen, the voice of the people. Like we all know. I I don't know if 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 you know Mark, but I'm a prequels kid. Nice. I was born in '92. Phantom Menace was the first movie Star Wars movie I ever saw. This is my this is my era. This is I am the target audience for this. Um, <laughs> and there were a lot of times where like. Anakin's talking about sand and I'm laughing out loud and it's the best day of my life. And then, and then there's other parts of this book. <clears throat> I, I loved every time they would do Anakin looking at his hand and, and yes. the internal processes yes. of him using the hand, using the force, using it while in combat and different things. And like the way he finally ended up accepting it and, and, and molding that and making it so it was no longer a, a handicap, so to speak. It, yeah, it, it, it was really. I loved it because I had never even thought about that aspect, and the fact that like, he is yeah. so technical to begin with. Yes. Now that part of him's technical, and he's obsessing over the hand, like he doesn't yes. even care about the combat. He only cares about the hand, <laughs> and yeah. it's like the hand's not doing things the right way. It's like my my real hand's faster than this hyper like souped up hand. Like why isn't like things working right? Yeah, he's very hyper fixated on his. Listen, Anakin is the kind of guy who he doesn't go in like 10% or 20% or even 50%. If he's into something mentally, it's 150,000%. Look at Padme. Like, he's not just a little into his wife, he is obsessed with his wife. He is obsessed with his hand. And, uh, yeah. I it's feel like. <laughs> I feel like th that that can cause issues at some. Like, yep. It seems. I I, I don't want to project, mm. but mm. Th things. If he doesn't yeah. like figure things out, that I, I, I stuff can go wrong. I listen. I heard it as soon as I said it. Yes, <laughs> that's a dangerous game to be playing, sir. Especially when you know you're usually half a galaxy away from your wife, and your former master is very much onto your nonsense. Like, so interesting. I really, I loved the brotherhood aspect of this book. I thought that was so incredibly well done. The things that I love about Master and Apprentice, I loved about this book. The problem is they're like never together. <laughs> That's I was <laughs> like, gonna say that. Um, like you're like the brotherhood aspect. I'm like, yeah, except emotionally, they, they are. Mentally. Like I, I did my review for AIPT Comics, and I, I said that like they get together about three quarters of the way through the book. Like they are yeah. not right. together, and even then, they're not together all like a ton. Like, but mostly three quarters of the way through the book is when they they meet up. But it's more about them learning to live without each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It's very interesting. But it really came together for me in that sense. Because, yeah, you can be talking about this bond between the two of them by talking about, 
it's like negative space in art, right? Like you, you are using the fact that they are not together to show how like united they are and how their like relationship is changing. They're not master and an apprentice anymore. They're like a very, it's a different dynamic and they're figuring that out, but it's almost better for them because they don't have the father, son, master, Padawan relationship. They never did. They're mm. brothers. And I love that like Obi-Wan has this, beautiful epiphany about how like yeah they shared a father in Qui-Gon really and that was great I I somehow didn't see that coming and I'm like a Qui-Gon I didn't super lady like I I loved that that surprised me in such a way it's interesting how there are parts of this book that are like 10 out of 10 phenomenal and then there's Mm -hmm. other moments where I'm like this is clunky at best Slow. like the the way Slow, I, I don't even mind so well, i don't mind I, I mean the technical writing uh, the, the the way i felt but, i felt the beginning was very slow it, it took a sure. while to build up but when you get to the end the end hits hard it does yeah when i think about the brotherhood aspect though it takes on multiple meanings because mm-hmm. you got the you know we're brothers but like i'm in the order of the arrow with scouts and you know once you get to the second level it's brotherhood and you know, when you think about the Jedi Order in that regard, you know, it totally makes sense the way Obi-Wan starts looking at Anakin and he's, he's like, the, there's a mention about how before when Anakin and him would do their quips back and forth, it was more of that father and son and really snotty. But now, because Anakin is considered a knight, they're more on equal ground and it was more a one-upmanship and they both took more pleasure in it in that aspect. I thought that was a really cool aspect of how they're now looking at each other more as equals and it toned Anakin's view of Obi-Wan to a different degree too, because now he's able to actually, you know, come up to him and, and have ideas that aren't just shot down right away, which was kind of cool to see them yeah. actually interact like that. It's yeah. I, I feel it was more an Obi-Wan book than an Anakin book because Anakin has a lot of issues that he needs to deal with and clearly doesn't um, to be yeah. frank, but it's Obi-Wan kind of maturing because he never really got that opportunity he went straight from padawan to master within the course of like an hour and yeah. like he, he never like had the opportunity to just be a knight or now master um all by himself and so i feel it's like he needs time to process i'm not in control of this kid anymore i need to live my own life i need to learn how to do things my own way and i need to let that kid make his own mistakes <laughs> yeah yeah, I I think there's a good amount of growth for Anakin here as well, um, especially with Mill, um, who is one of what a gem, what a little gem she mm-hmm. is. I adore everything about her. That little Zabrak girl is a champion. I think the two main like other characters we deal with, I'm saying in my head, Rug. But I don't yeah. know how they're saying it yep. in the audiobook. That's, that's yes? the audiobook. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Rug and Mill are so good like i didn't feel like we were wasting our time with them in a book that's about obi-wan and anakin i didn't think that their chapters were wasted the opposite in fact i thought that seeing anakin and obi-wan through their eyes was was really interesting and they're fascinating characters in their own right so i thought those bits were also really really strong um which on paper shouldn't have been you know and a book very clearly about these guys 
to be like, hey, here's these other two ladies. Um, I loved that. I really, really enjoyed it. I loved their characters. I would love to see more of them. I don't see how that would ever happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can I can dream. I just I really liked those additions. And they're completely new characters. Yes. Like I've never seen <laughs> yeah, them as far as before. I'm aware. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Mill Mill had a great moment. I think it was around page uh, 58 where she's talking about the nature of the Clone Wars and how the whole war is about systems leaving the Republic. And I'm like, why aren't more people bringing this up? Like, why aren't we letting people have freedom here to just go off and do what we want? No, we're going to start a whole war over it. Like, well, yeah, that's it's, a, it's interesting. the U.S. did the exact same thing. Yeah, right? we did. Right. And there, there were a lot of, of parallels like that that I picked up when they were talking about the Nemoidians. Um, there was a moment where it was like, you know, we're only seen as this, you know, we're not seen as anything else. And, and, uh, when the one guy was going to sabotage a lot of the historical places and the reasoning why he wanted to do that made me think about, you know, how the last, like, oh, it's 10 years or so with the U S of how, you know, everybody's always like, we're a global superpower to like, well, we're not as high up the chain as we once thought, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt a lot of those parallels. There's definitely real world parallels for a a lot of what's going on here, but I'm glad you bring up the Nemoidia, like Cato Nemoidia. What an interesting place that Mm -hmm. like, I think deserved kind of this highlight because obviously as we've seen them in the movies, the, the Nemoidians are not painted in the best light. They are horrendous, horrendous racial caricatures that make me deeply uncomfortable. So to kind of be like, here's a completely different view of what's going on over here. while not negating the damage of these characters in the movie. Um, I just, I really enjoyed that that development for these people and also to get a Nemoidian who we like a lot, you know, that's, I had to remind myself sometimes that they were Nemoidians because of the way they were just wrote, you didn't get that same kind of sleazy feel that you got from the original films, they, which they, is uh, great. Such Rue, a good, such good. Yeah, Rue good never felt like the stiff, like all the Nemoidians mm-hmm. because of the, the animatronics that are associated with the costumes, they always appeared very stiff. And like very upright. Or statues. Or statues. And so, like, that is the <laughs> impression that I get in my head is these stiff characters. Rogue never felt that way. That's why you're, you're yeah. I agree with you. It's like, oh, yeah, she is a Nemoidian. She, like, kind of expands our knowledge of this race. Um, yeah. Yeah. And on the other side of that, Qatar, same thing in a very, very different way. He's so dynamic and so interesting. And so, like, proud of his people, which, great. It's just, they were such different people. And I feel like we've only gotten one note in Amoidians, especially in the movies. So it was, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it, it was just, it was in really good hands. Uh, it's it's very clear. And um, I'm thrilled that that's kind of been given more of a, a three-dimensional view of these people. Yeah, to, mm-hmm. to kind of give, I probably should have done this earlier, kind of give a, a brief summary of the book. Um, oh, sure. <laughs> there, there's, there's a bombing on Cato Nemodia, uh, very reminiscent of, I feel like, the 9-11 attacks, uh, like, the, uh-huh. uh, like an explosion that took out a very large portion of their city. They don't know who did it. They think it's the Republic. Republic saying, yeah, it wasn't us. Um, the Separatists are saying, yes, yeah, the Republic, so... Uh, they need somebody to come in and um, <laughs> figure out who did this. Obi-Wan convinces them that it should be him. 
I still don't know how he did that because I don't think Nemordians <laughs> like Obi-Wan very much. Um, no. But uh, yeah, so Obi-Wan goes. Eventually, he gets into trouble. Anakin comes in and saves him. And Well, actually, the, he didn't really save yeah, him. No, he Obi-Wan didn't really save him. Well in hand. The business count. on Cato Nemoidia <laughs> doesn't <laughs> count. In my review, and I, liked... I literally put that as the opening line. <laughs> yeah. nice. I, I loved and hated that we got that exact line in the, in the it was almost like obi-wan looked out from the book made eye contact with us and said it doesn't count like he, it was the he held up he held up the break. book it doesn't count like, no it, <laughs> but it just makes the yeah. film though it's like like the thirty thousandth time he's told anakin it doesn't count yeah it's <laughs> listen that's what i mean when i say sometimes it was clunky a little clunky i and this is like my biggest, my biggest one. I'm sorry to derail. That's pretty no, much. The that, plot that's of pretty the much book. like it. That's it. It's not a complicated arc. Like right. it, it. No, it's it not. isn't. It's not an action. There's action in it. Ventress yeah. is there, which is great. As soon as first that, encounter, yes, like, which is so cool. And as soon as they started describing her, it took one line for me to be like, "It's Ventress," well, like I, immediately. I um, was like, "Wait a minute, is this the first time?" Because I didn't know when it was placed, and that's yeah. what made me realize, "Oh, this is a lot sooner." Because mm-hmm. the, we had the big event of Anakin's knighting at the start, and you're like, "Okay, so no, this is clearly, it's even earlier." We never get his knighting. It's, oh, we didn't know that's right. We only got the after effect we, of the knighting. Yeah, yeah, like he has <laughs> he has still yet to be knighted. Um, because there's also the Queen's Hope. I think it is her yes. the third book. Um, which is that during when he gets knighted, but he's not in the book, so he is knighted between chapters off screen, and then we have this book which takes place. Ex- after his knighting, we still have not seen his knighting, despite them saying that we are no. going to see it in the, one of these books. My God. But yeah, it's not, it's not an action-driven book. This is an emotional arc more than anything else. Even it's though there's action in it, this is, this is definitely good character work. But, and in that sense, very, very, very well done. This is a very well-put-together book. I don't know that Lucas publishing whatever the heck disney whatever whoever is responsible for this delray uh, thank mm-hmm. you i don't think they'd put out a shoddy piece of work so this is this is quite good um if i have to read the phrase good faith one more time i'm gonna throw up it was one of those things that if i were editing this book i would have hit find like search find in good faith and just replaced 90% of them. It was the biggest pet peeve. The biggest pet peeve I have is when you use a phrase in your writing over and over and over again, and it's not like a normal one. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like something you use every day. A couple times would have been fine. Okay, but it's on in, I think, every chapter of Obi-Wan's focus. Like, it is absurd i counted it three times on one page at one point i was like this is where i have an issue mm-hmm. but as writers we do that all the time we're, we're writing in almost an echo chamber it's an editing problem not a writing problem but it mm-hmm. drove me bananas and i'm wondering if that bothered either of you or if i'm a maniac writer person the audiobook, like, i don't get those problems 
um, ah. when I physically read a book, because I do both, I'll, I'll have one book I'm reading, one book I'm audioing, but they're very different books, so I don't get them mixed up in my head. Yeah. I can pick out those things when I'm reading. When I'm listening, I'm not hyper-focused on the words, and so I'm just, like, getting the story, so I don't get that a lot of the time, just because it's mm. it, it just keeps going. Like, I, you don't set your pace in an audiobook. The audiobook sets right. the pace, so. Right. Pay attention right. or you're lost. Right. Now, I, I kept wondering why obi-wan was saying it so much and then uh what is his name kitter kintar or something like that kitar. Uh, kitar, yeah, yeah kitar he goes about it kitar. and i'm just like okay kitar. yeah that's why that's why we did it right here so he could use it as a foil against obi-wan later because he uses it mockingly about, yeah he does oh the republic wants to be fair we've yeah. seen fair like yeah. he did a good job of turning yeah. it on obi-wan and sure. obi-wan's like going into it like this is not gonna end well <laughs> and then he yep. still uses it five more times but you know yeah. what i mean it's just like Bro, I get it. You're here in good faith. I understand. Bro. And like it's just it seems to be his go-to and it's it's actually a politics thing. And if this was the intention, it's brilliant cuz at the end we get people saying like Obi-Wan should go into politics and all I hear <laughs> in my head is I'm not brave enough for politics. Like it's all I hear and it's it's hysterical, but if that's the intention to like use this as like this is his like catchphrase and this is his like being political and just saying like the same thing over and over and over again you know what i mean like then that works but i feel like he says it so many times to the same people that it doesn't well he's just i don't know it's like those people that try to have a catchphrase but don't really work so he keeps repeating it he's like no no it's gonna it's gonna stick guys it's this is i'm doing this in good faith yeah He's trying to make fetch happen. Right? Have either one of you guys played the Obi-Wan game on Xbox? I have, actually. (laughs) Okay, so when I played that, I sucked at it. And all I ever heard was Obi-Wan. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's like like that game when the button got stuck. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It's in good faith. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like I said, I am nitpicking a lot here, but it just, it bothered me in Mm. an otherwise pretty darn solid book i i enjoyed it very much like i said i'm the target audience for this so a plus it's it's a good nitpick though i mean yeah chen has a style that reminded me very much of uh james luciano with bringing in elements of other stories and referencing things Mm -hmm. um like uh uh, frick that material was mentioned uh siri tachi was mentioned i heard Uh, i noticed that that she was mentioned yeah, there was a reference to Kai Mundi having scars after an encounter with Grievous. I'm like, oh, is that like a, a subtle reference to the Gendi? So <laughs> actually, he referenced the Gendi um, series elsewhere. He had mentioned, Anakin mentions at the end when he's talking to Ventress, he said, I have dealt with other minions of Dooku. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about his battle with Ventress. Not real, like it, Chen had commented, I saw it on Twitter, He he's like, he didn't really get a good look at her when they were fighting in the Gendi series. So he's like playing off of that by saying that I dealt with other minions of uh, Dooku, meaning it was you, which is kind of weird because it doesn't like the timeline doesn't does, really I work out. Dirge. I, I figured it was, it was Dirge that he had, had ran into the first time. No, that's, uh, I was trying to figure out what 
what was that reference? And I just happened to come across it on his Twitter. And another one was yeah, uh, Mace Windu on Dantooine going up against all the droids. I'm like, oh, that was such a great moment in the Gendy series. Did they? they but there were so, so many. He must have. I didn't even catch that one. He he really like played up that that Gendy series. Yeah, and then it also felt like Stover, like when they would talk about the Sun Dragon and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely got these Stover vibes, and the way Stover would always kind of blow things up kind of, you know with the line of you know that business on Captain Pneumonia don't count like we get the backstory on that which definitely had that same feel I got when I read Revenge of the Sith the first time I was like oh my god this book <laughs> yeah I I really liked there are moments where the writing is almost poetic and it's beautiful and it's it he really shines um prose wise you know just like talking about like the syntax and the word choices that he's he's picking out Really, really, really well done. I love the sun dragon imagery. I loved the way Mill kind of sees the sun dragon in Anakin. I loved, I love that imagery. It's beautiful. But then you ha- also have in good faith. So I, it's really <laughs> the dichotomy. It's like the duality of man here. He like clearly is such a skilled writer on like the base, like prose syntax level, which is mm-hmm. so impressive. And the arc is great. Like, it's it's really fascinating and really, really captivating. And, you know, I'd read 40 pages at a clip and be like, mm-hmm. I could keep going. I'm not gonna because I got to go to work. But, like, you know, I could. And it's just brilliant. It was really, really good. It was really solid. I just wish, I really wish the editing was tighter or someone had pointed lot. it out, you know. But yeah, there's other There's a lot of examples, setups, too. But- uh, yeah. What I really enjoyed was was the way little subtle things we mentioned, like we got rumors about the Jedi Temple's repair lab being converted for the war effort. And they're like, you know, guesses as to what it could be. But by the end of the book, Palpatine makes an official decree to make the Jedi Order an actual part of the Grand Army of the Republic, which, you know, they, they were working like that in Legends, but it was never an official actual order coming down from the government. I'm like, that's... One more nail in the coffin for sure, man. That's I, <laughs> yeah, it's go ahead, Jim. I, I I feel like um, Mike Chen filled in a lot of holes that we didn't really realize that we had when we look yes. at mm-hmm. um, Attack of the Clones. Like even just the character arcs, Obi Wan in Attack of the Clones is apparently an investigator. Well, he plays mm-hmm. up on that investigation in this story. In the Clone Wars movie, he's all of a sudden the great negotiator. Where did that come from? Still has came out of nowhere. Still has nothing to do with anything else. All of a sudden, he brings that into this story. At by the end of it, he's like they mentioned a couple times. He's like, "Oh, you, you do the negotiations, and that's what you were saying about the politics." Is a he's like, so they they he tied it into those two. Plus, you have Anakin, this um, headstrong. Uh, newly knighted married kid um at the beginning of the book by the end or by the clone wars he's taking on a padawan and how do we get there that's where mill comes in like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm constantly sitting through this whole book i'm like mill and him are getting along so well what happens to mill I I thought she was dead. I was like, this is going to be very sad. I didn't think she would die because if she died, he would be heartbroken and not want to take a Padawan. Something had to happen that she would go off and do something like become somebody else's Padawan or something. I couldn't figure it out. Like she had to be taken off the board somehow that they wouldn't have him as have her as a Padawan. And I kept thinking in my head the line that he says in the the 
um, the Clone Wars, uh, where he's talking to Ahsoka, um, said something like, uh, you would never have made it as Obi-Wan's Padawan, but uh, I, you will probably make it as mine. Yeah. Um, you just might make it as mine. You just might make it as mine. And yeah, that, yeah. that line was Anakin in this book. Like, everything, mm-hmm. like, that, who, whoever wrote the lines in that movie, like, I felt like wrote his lines in this book. It, like, melded yeah. perfectly. There was, see, that was one of my other things that I was like, the editing needed to be better on this book. Um, and I don't know who the editor was. I'm not going to call them out by name because I didn't read that far into the credits of this book. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to this person. It's probably multiple editors. But the fact that Anakin says several times, several times that he never wants to paddle on. It's the worst thing that could ever happen to him. And we all know that he has Ahsoka. Like, let's not be stupid. Everyone mm. reading this book knows about Ahsoka. It's like you needed that line one time. You needed that once, maybe twice. It's like four times, and I'd cut that in half because that's when mm. it gets clunky and to be too much. But um, but again, the, I really think that's something that could have been solved in editing, but whatever. Because um, you want to make sure it gets in there once, right? So like you write mm. it four times so it doesn't get completely cut. Like I <laughs> I would do that too. Um, he's like, dealing... they got all of them in? How yeah. the heck? <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, what? I mean, I don't know, man. But... It's something that is my point is it's not just on Mike Chen those things that's that's mm. several people that should have flagged that in my personal opinion but it being in there is genius because yeah how does Anakin go from Clone War like Attack of the Clones Anakin rather to mm. what we see with Ahsoka in the Clone Wars I watched that movie but I slept through it so mm. um, <laughs> but this movie. This movie, this book made me want to watch Attack of the Clones, and that never happens. Like, I, I, I'm, st- I'm a prequels baby, but I don't rewatch that movie. It's Phantom Menace and Sith, and that's about it. I, but I now want to watch Attack of the Clones this weekend so very badly. Um, which is, uh, listen, that's one of the best compliments I can give you. <laughs> like, it's great. But also, I'm sorry, guys, I have a lot of thoughts. No, no. Um, similarly with the, um, you know, using Jedi um, structures for the war effort, what gave it away for me, what I loved, was the fact that they mentioned a couple times and not too many, this was like, well done, that for some reason the clones call the Jedi's general and like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you do that? And then they're made generals like and it's like oh yeah it's in the clones like training and programming so they don't have to then like adjust to the like that was the plan the whole time and i was like palpatine's a master like he is such a master and i love how nobody questions these things too it's like we have a clone army from nowhere okay let's use it they're calling us generals okay let's go with it it's gone too quick for anyone to call anything out. And it's just like, listen, this is weird, but very convenient. And they're just kind of going with it. And it's funny, like, how many times they reference the fact that, like, someone's playing on both sides. And there's that kind of, like, denial of, like, no, but the Jedi would have sensed it. And it's like, Mill points out, in, like, perfectly the problem with the Jedi. That they mm-hmm. don't care about helping people anymore. They are a political entity which 
that's why I love the prequel so much. It's like, look at these idiots. It's great. <laughs> it's so interesting to me. And I, it's handled very, very well in this book. Like, you believe that these people are like, I'm noticing this is weird, but I have no time to think about it. And if I question it, like, it's going to... It's going to ruffle feathers and I need these clones anyway. And it's, you know, I don't really care that they're calling me general. And then by the time I would have said something, I'm a general anyway. So it's moot. It's really, really, really well executed. Yeah. There's, I like the when they're picking out their armor even at the end of the book. You're yes. like, oh, that's how they went to the Clone Wars armor. That's, that's a, There's one thing I really do not like about this book. Mm. The whole purpose of the book Obi-Wan is researching who did the bombing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who did the bombing? It's Palpatine, bro. We know they don't. Like, it's very <laughs> obvious Palpatine that it's Palpatine. did not plant the bombs. Like, clearly no, he No, he hired have... someone to yes, do it. Yes, but we never got that person. Like, we right. should have right. somebody. Like, clearly mm -hmm. somebody is playing both sides. They set it up to be both sides. That was the whole point of the story, that you yeah. had them, They the, the bombings were... Uh, rigged to look like both sides are to blame um yeah. but we don't have uh, we don't have the scapegoat like like yes no, it was palpatine we but we don't have anybody to get thrown um to the fire and that that is the problem is that we needed somebody yeah. to blame for this cuz right now we have nobody so and they have nobody I must have fallen nobody. asleep during that part because i thought Keter was the one because I know he sets the last bomb. He sets the last bombs. No, he never said the initial the bombing was bombs. not him because yeah, they okay. they distinctly described the the skill that went into the initial bombs and his bombs, right. which were haphazard. And so they described oh, they they yes. they made a point, or Mike Chen made a point of describing those two different bombings very yes. very differently, so, so that you that wouldn't makes sense. I, I was confused why Keter, why they let him, you know, get away in a sense mm. with it and not make him take the fall. That makes more sense because they didn't have anything to die. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, it, it's a good point. I wasn't bothered because I had an answer and the, mm -hmm. I was satisfied with Palpatine as an answer, which is very right. obvious to the reader that he's the mastermind here. Um, and you're kind of like, how are y'all missing this? Sides. Yeah, I was like, ooh, buddy. Um, he is the Phantom Menace, isn't he? Um, but yeah, it's just... I Yeah, I don't know who it was, and now that's going to bother me. See, that that's <laughs> what... Like, you have the purpose of this entire story. Yes, the purpose was so that Obi-Wan can move on, and it can, can, they can get their yeah. own life, and that sort of yada, yada, yada. No, the purpose the of the story was to find out who bombed the Kato <laughs> Pneumonia, and it never... Had an answer. <laughs> yeah, that was his whole purpose. His whole, the whole purpose of going to Cato Nemoidia was figuring that out. And he Did we just he get failed. a lost arc? <laughs> it's, it's like Indiana Jones all over again. <laughs> yeah, it's, in, it's interesting. I wonder, I wonder <coughs> if there's another book that they're planning to kind of like allude to it and be like, Hey, whatever. Seems if like it'll a be stretch. buried somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know. Like they could just be like, yeah, we'll throw that answer somewhere else. Like whatever. Ahsoka it'll be like meets a, mill. a little like aside, like, Oh yeah, we finally found the, the, the agents or whatever who planted the bombs on Cato Nemoidi or whatever. But <laughs> I don't, I don't need it. I don't need that answer to be satisfied with what we got. 
but I, it's completely valid. No, I it, I, I, I don't. I 100% greatly enjoyed this book, yeah. but there's just that little bit that goes. It's annoying. It's annoying. It, it really is. It's like yeah. it, you get to the end of the book and you're like, that was a great book. And then you start to what? think about it and go, <laughs> wait a second. Yeah, mm. I've been mm. duped. I it's the only explanation I'd have, and this is again AP lit big writer brain. It was Sheev going Sheev the whole time. Sheev was, was out Sheev there. the whole team. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sheev the whole time. But yes, but I wonder if it's meant to show you like, oh, you didn't realize it until like you had space away from the book to be like, wait, I don't know who did it. To kind of show you like this is how quickly this war is moving. That stuff's going to get left open. Threads are going to be left hanging. They're not going to all tie up pretty. And that's why no one ever figures out that it's Palpatine until it's way, 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 way too late. I wonder if that's like the big high level, like, you know, the the Gatsby lighthouse thing. Mm. The eyes, the eyes on the billboard. What does it all really mean? It's not actually in the text. It's subtext. You know, I mm. wonder if that's the point that that book is trying to make but that's big brain stuff that i don't i don't know if i were still in like ap lit i'd write a whole thesis on it and have thoughts and and sources and whatever so, so we need to get, i don't know that it's that deep we need to get mike chen we, on the podcast and go why I, who did it who did it? yeah <laughs> like, need to you know, know. was the, this the point yeah who did it <laughs> with, the, with the light in his eyes <laughs> Like, are you the smartest writer in the world? Or like... so, so, Nicole, you know how you mentioned, you know, that certain things peeved you off. I noticed yeah. for me, for the first time, I really got hung up on the word master. I, I'm like, Ooh. you know, the Jedi should have never used that word as the rank of mastery of the force because Anakin's just a knight and like everybody's calling him a master. I'm just like, what the, the, the... it's oh, starting to really annoy like the, the hell Padawans out of me. ones call all the knights master as a kind of like sir. Um, so it's yeah. like a, just a, yeah. an honorary title. I was just sitting there. I'm like, yeah. honestly, Anakin, you really you don't need to be a master. I mean, granted, the book made it clear that he wanted to get into those archives. But that's I mean, it. You know, well, it's a, every time somebody had. said Master Skywalker, he's like, damn right, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they triggered him. I'm just um, sitting there going like. You may be in this book, but we do not grant you the rank of master. Like I'm just <laughs> yelling at my book. Like it just and every time also the ooh, the Mace Windu death glares in this book. So good. Like uh, yeah. approved. Ma- Mace, Love that. Mace window. Ma- Mace window. Mace uh. window. He does go through the window, Jim. Yeah. Spoilers. Oh, wow. Hard. Yeah, Ma- Mace window was a bit much in this book. There's there's still no body. I I gotta keep saying it. I gotta right? keep saying it. He was supposed. There's there no was rumor he'd body. come back in the Kenobi show. <laughs> Listen, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for weathered mm. Mace Windu to show up in like Andor or some nonsense. Like I'm <sighs> ready. Like where we least expect him. Won't be Ahsoka. Won't be like Acolyte or whatever the hell. Like. Watch him show up in Acolyte, which is, like, before he's born. Like, I, <laughs> I, he's going to show up, and we're all going to be like, what the heck? But no body, no death. Yep. And, my my yeah. dream way, Mace moment would be him showing up and teaching Ray. <laughs> oh, I love that. Piss everyone Have skip off. skip everything else and just show up and just be like, all right, I'm taking the reins. Yeah. All right. He'd be, like, you 100 all, years old. You stupid out of the way? Okay, I'm here. <laughs> Like, come limping in on a cane. 
Love it. Have I told you hey. about the Avengers initiative? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you just hurt me in ways I can't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So I got one, mo- one more thing. We, we kind of mentioned her a little bit. Asajj. Ah, oh, our girl, Ventress, I, our lady. I love, I love Asajj. I love that. Uh, I love that she got basically the intro that we skipped over in the Clone Wars movie, where she meets yeah. um, Obi Wan, and it, it's it's funny because we all know, like you said, Anakin. We all know about Ahsoka. We all know Anakin gets a Padawan. We all know about Asajj too. We all know, like when she's there, that that she's basically the the, the Sith witch. Um, and we're just waiting for it to happen. And you can see, like, the, he alluded to it. He's like, oh, I saw some kind of metal glinting on her belt. And, like, oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're right there. You're right there. You got it. So good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a slow burn reveal that wasn't annoying. It was just like, come on! Like, it was, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. Did you guys catch the jab at uh, Lucas's writing in episode two? No. Oh, it's great. Uh, there was a chapter, I think it was chapter 36, around page 208. Uh, Anakin's talking about how when he was thinking back to his time with Padme, he would cringe now at what he said back then. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I did. I did yeah. I don't, didn't pick up on that. Don't worry, kid. Right. We all that cringe. <laughs> That's why I don't watch no. that movie a lot, man. Like, I know people who that is their favorite Star Wars movie, and I go ahead love that for you um i can't watch it without just being like but it's been a while so maybe i can i don't know but yeah it it was that's funny that kind of just like because i do that you give me a star wars book i am absolutely throwing jabs like i'm going (laughs) for it and yeah that's a good point that he did that he really did proud of you bud so now correct me if i'm wrong when Anakin was fighting Asajj, they never had her hit him in the eye and give him the scar, right? I think so. I don't think so. I kept waiting for it. I don't remember seeing it. But what I thought was funny was there was a moment where Obi-Wan's blade was going by and it accidentally hit Anakin. And I was like, how funny would that have been if that's how he got the scar? That's right. Oh. You're right. They never did. They have still haven't explained the scar because I remember yeah. George, um, not George, uh, Dave Filoni had made a comment that if he had to go back and do it all again, he would be the one to give Anakin a scar as opposed to giving him a scar at the beginning of the Clone Wars movie. Because that's mm-hmm. a, supposedly um, it's based off Gendi again, where Asajj gives him the scar. Um, and so that's where he got the scar. But we, in canon, that gets wiped away. Yeah, we so we've ne- we still don't we have an ex- answer for where the scar comes from. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Okay. I, that's. I kept thinking like maybe I missed it. I went back and read it again. I'm like, okay, no, I don't recall that happening yet. No, but no, I, no, I, it doesn't seem it. I like your thinking that it was Obi Wan though. I, I, that, I like that. <laughs> I do. Like, dang. Yeah, that's right. some good. That was some good. I liked every moment where Obi Wan was like, "If only Anakin were here," and I was just mm-hmm. like, "He is, honey. Just give him thirty seconds." Well, Ob- Obi Wan is vandalizing a national treasure to hide his lightsaber <laughs> in. <laughs> maniac! Oh. The man's a maniac. I love him. Also, I got. We got. I know we we're at overtime, we're but good. like, bro, the hair thing at the end. Mm-hmm. The explanation for why Obi-Wan doesn't have his mullet, and I'm in, you know, 
the Obi-Wan Mullet fan club. We know this. But, like, that's hilarious. That Anakin's like, yeah, me and Padme laugh about it, but I'm not going to tell him that. Like, and he's, like, personally offended. And then, like, he doesn't say anything. Nothing happens. And then, like, the next page, he has a haircut. (laughs) It's the best. It's just so funny. And so Obi-Wan and Anakin, like, Obi-Wan would never let Anakin know that that bothered him that much. He won't say anything, but he's going to cut his hair. Like, he's doing it. Very funny. Very good. That was a laugh out loud moment for me. A plus. Mm. A plus work, Mike Chen. What did you guys think about the epilogue? Because, like, when we got Ah. to the last three chapters, I felt like the first two of the last three wrapped the book up really good. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we get Rug's character on the very last one. And for me, like, the best part about it was just watching the droids go down. Everything else, yeah. I was kind of like, ah, well, those felt really weird. It was almost like the end of Angel, where they're all running off to go fight. And I'm like, what? That's it? <laughs> I I questioned why they were back on Cato Nemoidia so quick, like Obi-Wan and Anakin. Because they talked about these prisoners escaping. And it sounded to me, and I was reading it very quickly, so maybe I'm an idiot. But I read the prisoners escaping as though it happened, like, on Coruscant. And then we're mm-hmm. at Cato Nemoidia, and it's happening there. Oh, and no. I'm, I was in the same boat. Yeah. What? It was the, the, and I had to go back and reread. They I'm said like, oh, Cody gave that him. there's a ship crash, if I, I remember correctly. A ship crash. Yeah. Five prisoners were on the ship. Yeah. They all died, um, but one of the bodies was missing. Right. Which was Rube. Which was, we found out it was Rube. I thought it was Kitar. Um, until we get that epilogue. And so I'm wondering if he did the epilogue just to emphasize that it was Rogue, not Kitar. Yeah. Yeah, I just, mm. I, I felt like it was a little disjointed in execution, but like, it, was, it doesn't bother me. It was just like an, ex, like a way to end on Obi-Wan and Anakin, but like from an outside perspective, which is fine. Mm. But I f- also feel like you could have done something with Mill. But everyone kind of needed an ending, and everyone got one except Rug. So yeah, like I think Fine. we got the ending with Mill. Mill's doing her yeah. own thing, which I think yeah. it w- worked perfectly, especially Great. for her character, her Force connection. Yeah. Um, and I liked, I really liked Obi Wan. The whole explanation of why doesn't Obi Wan know Anakin and Padme are married kind of gets answered in this book. He yeah. doesn't know they're married. But he—he's pretty sure something. But up. he's pretty sure something's up. But he also thinks back on his own life with uh, Satine, and that mm-hmm. he needs to basically let Anakin make his own mistakes, especially now that he's a knight. It's not his problem, and that's my favorite. He's like, "It's not my problem." He'll figure out. He needs to figure out his own way. Yeah. Maybe not the best course of action, but it probably was the right course of action. Yeah, it didn't right. end up great for him. But um, I I think I also do know that there is part of Obi-Wan that does not want to admit how bad it is, that this is not him and Satine, because Anakin is a completely different person than he is. And Padme is very like Satine, actually. So I'm going to stop that sentence right now. But Anakin and Obi-Wan are two very, very different people. So, of course, it ended differently. Right. Like you have two people who are very committed to their duties you get Obi-Wan and Satine. You have one person who's more of an emotional, how do I say this, mess, um, and one completely committed to their duties, you're gonna get what happens with Anakin and Padme, unfortunately. And I think Obi-Wan is really trying to be optimistic because he loves them. 
He does. He loves both of them. And I think that even if he did know for sure, he wouldn't want to mess it up. I mean, he knows immediately that Anakin's the father of Padme's kid. Children. Who else does she hang out with? Uh, not really. Well, we had that one guy. It's like Clone Wars. it's like the original but. trilogy. Leia, Leia's my sister. Yeah, because there's no other girls there's in the no trilogy. <laughs> there's no other woman to be related to you. This is it. It's not Mon Mothma. So that's it. That's what we have. So, what about Asajj though? Did do you guys feel like the way they wrote her out of the story was okay? Or should we got one more chapter of her to have some closure? I mean, cause yeah. we never really got her point of view. I think there was only one chapter was actually had her name on it. Yeah. Interesting choice. I would rather admit her, her POV altogether. Cause like we have books that do that. I don't, I didn't really need that. Um, it's interesting, but I didn't, I didn't need closure closure for Asajj because I guess it's because I recently, it wasn't recently, it was like nine months ago, read a book that's like mostly her POV. So I was like, yeah, Dark okay, Disciple. I know. Yeah, so good. good Such book. a good book. So upsetting. Um, <laughs> really, really good book. Um, I didn't need that from her. I, I, she was, she was a major character in a lot of ways, but I really needed the main four. And she was kind of just an antagonist. I, you know? And I liked oh. how, like, it was mostly, it was first-person point of view, but each chapter was somebody different, and each chapter was titled with that person's name. And we get Anakin and Obi-Wan are the majority, but you're right, we get Mill and Rogue throughout the rest of the book sprinkled mm-hmm. in to kind of get you um, different points of view on Anakin and Obi-Wan without breaking the flow of the book. And yeah. I did, I liked, I really liked both of them, and I, I'm, I'm glad that we, we get them. Um, yeah, I like the relationship that Mill pulls out of Anakin when you're yeah. talking about the heart, you know, and he's like, you know, you got a heart, you got to, you know, that's you care. And the way she was able to then use her ability as she kind of progressed along and was able to use the, the hospital and how she figured out why the guards weren't there and stuff all through her feelings in the forest I was like, oh, that's pretty deep. Chen did a good job with that. She, she was leveling yeah, up. I agree. Yeah. She's yeah. very smart. She was right there on the edge. I'm really <laughs> glad that she was like, I'm not going to be a Jedi. I was like, good <laughs> leave them they're a mess now you may live run child and, run and, and yet though like in the end though didn't she still stay a jedi in a sense though? she's, she's working with, with them Nima? she's working with the jedi but she is not one she never will be one that's that's mm-hmm. what i kind of got out of it that she's like using her like she's using her force abilities but she is not a jedi which is like kind of what Ahsoka ne- ends up doing. She never right? went through the like, trials too, so she's even right, less right. of a Jedi than Ahsoka because she never. Right. So she's more like the Agricor. Yes, uh, that's actually kind of what I was thinking. Um, Agricor, for if you don't know, in Legends, Agricor is all the failed Padawans basically get put into um, the agricultural, uh, like the Peace Corps. Yeah, like they they kind of get <laughs> shipped off into uh, into. I hate it. Helpful. They were farming, basically. Yeah, helpful uses. I hate it. You can't lift anything with the force, but here you can make a plant grow. We'll hate it. You can, you can. Hate <laughs> it. Let them go live their lives. I hate it. Oh, my God. Um, right? Yeah. Like, you you didn't give them a choice from the jump, and then they leave you, and you're still like, okay, go over here. It's No. You're a farmer now. 
I'm not right? going to do that. Talk about making someone an asset. I mean, because that was one of the big things with the Moidians. Is like, the Republic considers us just a bunch of assets. We're just no better than the Trade Federation. Yeah, And yeah. that's what's happening to the Jedi. Like, they have 100% become an asset of the Republic. Yeah, 100%. Until, yeah. until they're a liability. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we have an order. To, to, f- we, to we fix have, the liability. Yeah. All right. Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. Don't call me that! (laughs) What are we going to do, that poor child? (laughs) We're going to die. Turns out he's actually the Grand Inquisitor now. Oh, geez. (laughs) All right. Do you guys have anything else? No, that's that's a lot. It's great. I really liked it. Yeah. Me too. I'd say it's 7 out of 10. All right. What would you give it, Mark? Oh, you know, I... I wanted to give it a really high one because uh, it pulled on so many things. But once you point out the fact that we didn't get that answer, I feel like that Sorry. Indiana Jones burning <laughs> question. Is, I, I'm going to have to go with 6.5, 6.5 on it. It's good, solid, but, you know, there's there's things to think about. And I think that overall is my, my number one thing. I think you're going to get a lot out of this one with more rereads. Like, because there were so yeah. many little things that kind of came out that, you know, you could just blaze through it so fast and not pick up on a few of them and go back a little slower. Cause because I was switching from audiobook to this, like I would have to go back a few chapters and there were things that I missed when I was listening to it and vice versa when I was falling asleep reading it. So That's it. <laughs> I, I'm going to go solid 6.5. All right. And give my, 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 um, what's it called? My disclosure. Uh, my average score is a seven. Um, I come into a book giving a book a seven, then I read the book and it goes up or down from there. Uh, yeah. and I felt that it was, it was better than average. So I gave it a 7.5. I really enjoyed it. That thing on the end, um, uh, didn't count. Um, the thing at Kato Nomodia didn't count. Yeah. None of that happened. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I really enjoyed the book. I came away thinking, I really liking it. That did bother me. Um, it wasn't like, oh my god, this is fantastic, but it was enjoyable, and that's really that's quite good. That's really yeah. just what I wanted. I like just enjoyable books, and so yeah, yeah. All right, <clears throat> and with that, it's time to wrap up. So, Mark, if you want people to find you, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me out there online at Illogical Rogue Two. Uh, pretty much every platform out there. Uh, Star Wars Beyond the Films, you know, do that with Jim, of course. And I also do uh, Marvel Cast with David Sendon. On occasion, we talk some Marvel stuff. Uh, it's Earth's Mightiest Podcast, after all. And, you know, I'm a founder of the Star Wars Report, so uh, go to www.starwarsreport.com and check out all the articles and all the other podcast shows on the Second Airborne Network. Um, but, yeah, guys, thanks a lot. I appreciate being brought on the show. Had a blast. And uh, may the Force be with you. All right. With that, we'll call it a wraps. You can reach us through email, TalkinTauntauns at AIPTcomics.com. You can find us on Twitter at TalkinTauntauns. You can join our Patreon and talk to us on Discord through the um, AIPTcomics.com Patreon uh, thing, thingy, thing, the doodad stuff. Yep. Um, going good. Um, okay. And with that... We will be back next week where we have a special surprise. We're going to be doing Do we? the Ewoks movie. 
Right, we are doing that. <laughs> I was hoping you forgot about that. No, 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 not me. <laughs> Never. Are we doing both of them or no, one ju- of them? just the first one. We'll do, we'll do the second Jesus one later. Christmas. Don't worry. I'm dragging this right. out. Are you doing Caravan of Courage? Or? I don't even remember which one the first one is. You tell I me. I think Caravan of Courage is the second one. I think it might be. Oh, now I'm going to have to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm just. Uh, Battle for Endor? Yes, I think that's the first one. Or, or Caravan of Courage. One of the two. Well, you pick one. Battle of Endor sounds like a, clas- a cataclysmic ending. <laughs> yeah, I think ba- Car- Caravan of Courage, I think, is the first one. Battle for Endor, I think, is the second one. But we'll figure it out. Great. And that is the one we're doing. We're doing whatever the first one is next week. So we'll see you next week. Place your bets. Thank you.